Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. On 95.7, the game. Clay gets free. Another three for Clay Thompson. His fourth of the night. He's four of six from beyond the arc. He's got 14 points. And the Warriors are in front, 38 to 36. Yeah, Warriors in front at that point, and that was three number four for Clay Thompson en route to six of ten on the night, 33 points. And the Warriors, it wasn't always pretty, got off to a little bit of a slow start, but the Warriors wind up winning this one tonight, going away over the Lakers. 128 to 112 is the final. We welcome you into Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson inside Chase Center. Uh, great to hear Guy Haberman on the call tonight. Yeah, here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. 888-957-9570. You can give me a call or shoot me a text here as we will be with you until 11 o'clock from Chase Center. Steve Kerr coming up here momentarily from the Bill King press conference room as the Warriors improve to 51-29 and 29 on the season. So eight games now in the books, and the Warriors with two games to go improve to 51-29. and 29. And you look at where that leaves the Warriors in the Western Conference standings, uh, it leaves them at the close of business tonight, still in the third spot uh, with two games to go, a game lead on the Mavericks. Of course, the Warriors have to finish with a one-game lead on the Mavericks. Otherwise, uh, they will be flip-flopping spots. The Mavs with the tiebreaker, they would get the better seed between those two teams if they wind up tied. Uh, but now the Warriors put themselves in a position where the magic number, essentially, to clinch the two-seed, or the three-seed, rather, is two. Uh, it's a combination of Warrior wins and Mav losses over the final two games that each of those two teams will play. Tonight also puts to bed this three-way tie scenario that had popped up here over the last couple of days where if Utah had tied, the Mavs had tied, the Warriors, and then Utah would win the division and maybe the Warriors could get dumped down farther in, in the bracket. Uh, but tonight's 51st win means that the best the Jazz can do is win 50, and so the Warriors are out of that three-way tie possibility now between them and the Jazz and the Mavericks and it's looking uh, currently like the Warriors uh, 
most likely going to wind up playing the Denver Nuggets in a 3-6 matchup, although, again, the three and the four spots could still flip-flop if the Warriors open the door for Dallas to tie or pass them over the weekend as the Warriors are head for San Antonio and head for New Orleans. All right, looking at some thoughts on this one just right out of the gate. Uh, hand out that phone number again, 888-957-9570. Uh, you look at Clay Thompson. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing tonight. Warriors sluggish, I, I think a little bit. A little sloppy, lackadaisical defensively uh, early in this one. They got down, what, 9-2 and and 10-4 right off the jump. Lakers led 32-27 at the end of the first. But you look at the Warriors on a night where Klay Thompson really needed to score – for stretches of this game, he was he was firing and he was efficient. And, and you know, another one of these nights for Clay Thompson where he's putting up a lot of shots. But I don't think anybody is necessarily going to complain about Clay Thompson putting up a lot of shots if the shots are, are going in. And tonight was a night where where Jordan Poole saw his streak of of twenty point uh, games come to an end. And with him you know, less of a factor, although he did have 11 assists, and with the way the defense was playing him, it you know, Clay's always going to get his shots regardless. So you, you want to see Clay uh, knocking down those shots, and maybe he's getting closer to, to finding himself in, in a manner that the Warriors are going to need him to, to find himself, uh, not only in the first round, but if, if this team is, is going to, to go on and, and make a run. Uh, the bench unit is starting to come into form as well. We've talked a lot about this through the last week and Steve Kerr going to, to more of a playoff rotation. And he did that again tonight uh, with Gary Payton and Otto Porter Jr. and Andrea Godala and even Nemanja Bielitsa continuing to, to get minutes. And, and that group, those four tonight, uh, exceptional in, in their limited roles, really, really putting a positive imprint on the game. You saw less time for Jonathan Kaminga. He got one shift in the first half. I think it was the kind of game where maybe Steve Kerr didn't want to keep him out of it completely, give him one shift early, and then hope that you can be in a position where you can get him some mop-up duty late in the game because you're blowing uh, the Lakers out. It took probably a little longer than, than most would have expected or most Warrior fans would have liked tonight to get to the point where the game was turned into a blowout, but eventually uh, it got there uh, with the Warriors using a 38 to. 32nd quarter to come back in this one, and then a 37 to 28 fourth quarter. Warriors led by as many as 18, and they wind up winning it uh, by the final of, of 128 to 112. So, as you look at the rotation for the Warriors now, you obviously know Steph Curry's going to be back, and we'll see what they do as far as the starting lineup goes. Does Jordan Poole go back to the bench? But you know, Steph and Clay are going to be out there. You know, Wiggins and Draymond Green are going to be out there. Kevon Ludi's probably going to be out there if you're facing Nikola Jokic in, in the first round of the playoffs, at least at the start. But who knows? Maybe the Warriors wind up going small. I mean, Steve Kerr has, has talked a ton about how much he loves playing Steph and Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson together. I think that's probably the most likely finishing lineup for this team. You take Kevon Looney off the floor. You play the three guards with, with Wiggins and Draymond. But then the question becomes – Who's going to be playing beyond those players as far as a rotation goes and as far as uh, the, the bench group goes? And, and I've, I've maintained for the last couple of months, despite Steve Kerr at some time or another anointing, uh, different, uh, anointing different players as members of the rotation, 
uh, I think you know, Peyton and Porter, Iguodala and Bialica are going to be the, the players that are, are typically out there uh, no matter what. So 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up here at 95.7 The Game. Your phone calls, your text messages. But as we do, let's hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, following this one as he met with the media down in the Bill King interview room. Steve, you mentioned you told your guys that this was an important game and it was about their performance heading into, into the playoffs. How was that performance? Uh, better in the second half. It was uh, it was poor in the first half. Uh, we didn't execute. We started the game turning it over, fouling. Um, they got to the line, I think, uh, 20 times in the first half. So it was a, it was a tough uh, start to the game, tough first half. But uh, I, I liked the effort in the second half. I thought Draymond really bounced back um, after a, a slow start. Uh, the bench was fantastic. Um, Everybody who came in off the bench really contributed. And I thought it was Clay's best game, too. You know, I, I know he's scored more, but just in terms of this shot selection, uh, he just had his feet on the ground underneath him. His balance was great. His decision making was really good. Uh, so a lot of a lot of good, good things happening. And you said recently you'll ride with Clay forever. Is this one of those games that shows why? Well, I mean, it was pretty easy to ride with him tonight, uh, but uh, you know we're gonna we're gonna have to have him playing at a high level and and Draymond and 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 Steph and you know Wiggs. We're, we we need those guys to play well. That, you know, in the playoffs, your your best players have to to perform. And and I really like where Clay is now. I think he's strung together some good games, and he just looks uh, more comfortable and more relaxed out there. Broadcasts also caught you telling clay that you thought it was his best game um can you maybe expand on that a little bit like what exactly about some of the shots uh, i thought he took two bad shots the whole game um out of 22 i thought he took 20 great shots like um and he moved the ball on you know he, he when he wasn't open he he just passed it um the that's really the key for him. He's such a great shooter that if he can take great shots, he's, he's going to make them. He's going to get into a rhythm. Uh, now he's going to be able to make the, the ones that are challenged. Um, but you could see early in the game, you know, when, when we were not executing offensively, everything turned into a fast break at the other end. So if clay is taking great shots, um, it affects our, our defense in a good, in a good manner. So I just thought he was um, really looking for great shots all night. And, um, and it, it, it affected the entire game. Jordan Poole had only 19, only 19 points, you know, snapping his 20 plus point streak at 17 games. Um, but he had a career high 11 assists. So just how have you thought about his way to impact the game, you know, between scoring, facilitating and everything and how he's grown just over the. Yeah. Jordan's been amazing. Um, you know, he's had a, a fantastic season. Uh, he's filled in, um, you know, for both Clay and Steph when they've been injured. He's come off the bench. Uh, he's done anything that we've asked him to do. Uh, he's a great guy to coach because he really listens and absorbs uh, the lessons. And uh, I think he's gotten so much better, even in the last month or so. Um, he's uh, become much more efficient with his dribble. Um, he's not over dribbling. Uh, you know, the, the possessions are running smoother. So he's really coming into his own. 
What do you think has led to the fouling issue? Um, tonight, I thought the fouls all came early. They came off of um, transition. So either turnovers or shot turnovers, you know, we missed a bunch of layups early and then all of a sudden it's a four on three. And when you're at a disadvantage in transition, you're more likely to foul. So uh, it felt like uh, a lot of them were transition fouls. And then, um, and then we just had some ill-advised ones, you know, um, fouling. Uh, we fouled, I think Draymond fouled uh, Reeves in the corner on, on a three point shot early in the game. He knew that was a, you know, not a, not a foul that, that, uh, that we we took a few fouls on on uh, Dwight Howard and um, that we had to, but for the most part, it felt like uh, a lot of transition. What do you take from the thirty nine assists tonight and the fact that over the last three games you're just under thirty three as an average? Yeah, it was great, and I, and I think um, you know Jordan was really um, patient tonight especially in that first half. I think he had seven assists and he only took four shots, maybe really trying to play that facilitator role. I like, I, I really like our second unit, um, you know, with Otto, Andre and Belly, um, you know, whether it's with uh, Clay or Jordan, you know, you throw Gary out there. Um, it's kind of the grown up unit, you know, they come out there and they, those guys know how to play and the ball really moves. How much is of that is Andre's influence, the ball movement? Because since he come back, the ball is moving more. Yes, I noticed that too. Yeah, Andre is a brilliant, brilliant basketball player, and it's a joy to watch him play because he's he's playing chess. He's a step ahead. You mentioned Otto, who was a plus 35 tonight. Where do you see him impacting the game most lately? In every regard, you know, he's, he's just really smart. He's uh, he rebounds well every night. He, he moves the ball. He cuts when there's an open lane to cut. Um, so Otto is a really, really smart player. So coming off the bench with, with those guys, um, you know, belly, Andre, Otto vets who really understand the game and work well together. It, it's a nice, uh, Nice dynamic for us. Hey, Steve, uh, back to Clay. He's had 69 points combined in his last two performances. How important is it for him confidence-wise that he's hitting his stride now heading into the playoffs? Yeah, it's a big deal. Um, you know, it's been well-documented that he's been kind of up and down, um, which is to be expected coming off a two-and-a-half-year layoff. And um, – so the scoring is great, but most importantly, it's the shot selection. It's the comfort level that I'm seeing. That's that's uh, really uh, important to him and important to our team. All right, so Steve Kerr there as the Warriors win this one, one twenty-eight to one twelve. Couple, of, he's really concerned about the Warriors fouling a little too much. Uh, a key uh, early on in this game, first half in particular, uh, as the Lakers just looking at it, uh, first half. The Lakers wind up going to the free throw line, yeah, 20 times in the first half and knocking down 18 and a big part of uh, the the 62 points that the Lakers have put up. I mean, look, shoddy defense can lead to fouling too much. You know, poor poor offensive play can lead to, uh, you know, not being able to get back and you're not, not quite set defensively. I, I just thought tonight, you know, look, the Warriors, most important thing is the Warriors get the win. And, yeah, Draymond Green had a rough first half and I, I thought kind of snapped out of it a little bit in the second half. We talked about the bench and, and the bench you know, carrying the Warriors, really, pushing them at two different junctures of this game once in, in each half to, to get them 
back in the game and kind of semi in control of the game in the first half and to help put the game away into the third quarter and, and at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Uh, so, you know, you add all that up and, and I think it's a good night for, for the bench. You know, Steve Kirk going out of his way there, Clay Thompson calling it his best game. I didn't think tonight was Clay Thompson's best game, but the one thing that you want to continue to see from Clay Thompson is more efficient shooting nights. Like we can quibble about where he's at athletically and where his defense is at and what types of players he's able to guard and, and you know, the shot selection and, and is he maybe at times been forcing it a little bit, but, but nobody's going to complain about any of it if the, the shots are going down. So I still think that's the most important thing uh, as the Warriors head into the playoffs. It's how many of these 50-plus percent shooting nights can Clay Thompson have? He's going to be putting up 20 shots because he's probably putting up 20 shots in every game, and half of them at least are going to be three-pointers. So can he can he do it efficiently? And on the nights where maybe Clay Thompson doesn't have it, how bad – are the numbers on the nights that he doesn't have it? And does that put uh, the, the Warriors in a position where they really have to overcome something uh, in an attempt to to win that game on that particular night? So I, I think all in all, uh, the Warriors weren't locked into this one. I think you kind of were hoping maybe you know, a lot of guys didn't play among the, the regulars in Sacramento. Warriors were able to get that win and then take Monday off, have a couple of practices, but then again, you know, the, playing the Lakers without LeBron James and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook and, and eventually Carmelo Anthony, who was ruled out this afternoon, it does take a little bit of the edge off of this game for the Warriors. So I don't want to quibble too much with the fact that, okay, they weren't into it, but I think you want to see them a little bit more locked in, a little bit sharper from the jump. Uh, it was almost as if it took them a half or a half plus to, to really get in sync. And, and there was some of that. Uh, they knew that they didn't have to to be full out tonight in order to beat this Lakers team that had already been eliminated and and, and weren't playing uh, a a lot of their big guys in terms of, obviously, LeBron and Anthony Davis and and others. So 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. Warriors wrap up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson inside Chase Center as the Warriors pick up win number 51. And look, if you're a Warriors fan, and I know this was a game that that was probably among the top five on the home schedule when the schedule came out last August, and maybe top five on the overall 82-game schedule when it came out last August. But and, and Warrior fans love being able to put it on the Lakers. And look, the Lakers got the better of the Warriors in, in the last matchup head-to-head. Uh, I think that you know was something obviously looked like it could have the potential to really hurt the Warriors, that loss uh, from back in, in early March on, on March the 5th. And I think – but Warrior fans are always going to have a good time, especially given this scenario, watching the Warriors you know, put it on the, the Lakers a little bit. I mean, at the beginning of the year, the discussion was that, that these were the, the top two teams potentially in the Western Conference. And you look at the Warriors, they've – held up their end of the bargain in this one as they win their 51st tonight. And then you look at, at the Lakers. I mean, they're 31. It, it's hard to believe the Lakers are 31 and 59 with, with two games to go and already eliminated uh, as far as the, the play-in tournament goes. Uh, I mean, just a, just a catastrophic debacle for them. But again, 
nobody on the Warriors side of things is, is feeling sorry for him. In fact, I think there's a lot of people that are kind of smiling uh, about where the Lakers are at at this point. All right, 888-957-9570. We'll hear from Jordan Poole coming up, but uh, let's get Eric and Milbray in here on the phone lines on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Eric? Hey, what up? On uh, A slow start tonight, but take care of business. Most importantly, Clay is looking like he's gaining his confidence and rhythm back a little more consistent with his shot, which is going to be huge for the Warriors. Uh, Poole has been consistent all along, just, uh, just a flat-out stud, the way he's locked in and playing. And the depth of bench is going to be key here. Uh, we're going to rely on Porter, uh, Kaminga. We're going to need these guys here with Curry coming back. Uh, looks like the Warriors are going to fin- if he finish in the three seed. I would have rather much face uh, Utah in the first round. Denver's playing some great basketball. Jokic is playing all-world right now. That's just, I think the Warriors can win that series, but it's going to be a lot tougher. I was hoping Utah would finish in that in that uh, in that six seed, but it looks like they're probably going to end up finishing uh, in the five seed. Uh, unfortunately for the Warriors' sake, but ultimately uh, the Warriors can only control what they do. And I like the way they way they consistently playing a little more consistent after the struggles here. These guys really got to get it together here before Curry gets back. I think they got to all be in rhythm, same page. Once the playoffs kick in and start, man, it's the best of the best, so you're not going to have time uh, to to really make adjustments uh, when you're playing the big boys here in the playoffs. So great to see Clay. It's huge to see him get really his shot going here. I know the Warriors or the Lakers are under man form, but still, Warriors got to control how they play and and Poole's playing like he and the bench got to get on back. So these guys are humming right here. I think they could still play their way out of the West. Obviously, Phoenix is playing the best in the West right now. Memphis behind them, but I think the Warriors can beat anybody when they're at their best as well. So it's going to be huge, and I hope uh, this is a good sign for him once Curry gets back that we're going to be locked and ready to go here once the playoffs kick in start next week. So uh, hopefully uh, hey. that's the case. Thanks for the time. Yep, thanks, Eric. You got it. I, I think as far as the bench goes, I mean, Otto Porter's going to play a big role. He was a plus 35 tonight. Otto Porter's going to be – you know he's going to be in the playoff rotation, and the Warriors are going to need him to play. As far as the opponent goes – you know, we've gone back and forth, Utah, Denver, Denver, Utah. Who's it going to be? And, and look, right now it looks like it's Denver, at least if the Warriors remain in the three spot. Now, the Warriors could dip to four. I mean, one loss in these last two games, and who knows how the Warriors are going to handle those last two games in San Antonio and, and New Orleans. But one loss in the last two, if Dallas wins their final two, they, the Warriors would flip to fourth and then wind up playing Utah in the first round if Utah stays at fifth. So it's really both ends. It's not so much the Warriors could fall into four, and that means Utah. And and, you know, and that may even be more likely than, let's say, Denver and Utah flip-flopping where Denver moves up to four and Utah bounces down to six. So these last couple of games are going to play an impact uh, and play a role as to as to how all of that, that shakes out. Uh, I'm not so sure about... Utah being the better matchup than Denver. I know Jokic is a huge part of it. We'll get into that coming up. I want to sneak Vince and Sam Bruno in here, and I'll give you some thoughts on on Denver and Utah because I've been watching a, I've been watching both of them a lot lately uh, here on nights where the Warriors uh, haven't been playing. Vince, you're next here on 95.7 The Game on Warriors Wrap Up. What's going on, Vince? Hey, first off, I'd like to thank you guys for doing an awesome job. Um, shout out to Bonte who stays over at my complex. I'm not going to name him out. Uh, but, yeah, Clay's looking awesome. Watched him live at the Utah Jazz game. And how about that unit with Iguodala and Gary uh, Payton uh, just calming things down? Awesome, awesome confidence. Good win for the Warriors. Continue the good job. Thank you. 
Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks thanks for the call. Really appreciate it, Vince. Vince and San Bruno checking in there. And, yeah, Steve Kerr's found something, I think, as far as the the bench group and, and who's going to be in, in the playoff rotation. And surprise, surprise, you know, Nemanja Bialica is going to be uh, a part of that. He, he likes Porter and Peyton with Iguodala as a playmaker and then Bialica's ability to – be a, a shooter, but also be able to to kind of keep things rolling and, and keep things moving there, and then and then you put Clay Thompson potentially with with that group as well. And I think there's there there's some action there for the Warriors. I mean, those those three in particular, Porter, Payton, Iguodala, the the cream has risen to the top. And you knew Iguodala was going to play if 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 he's available and and healthy. You knew he was going to be in the, in the playoff rotation, which is always why I was a little skeptical. Uh, about you know when Steve Kerr would say, "Oh, Moody's in, and and Kaminga's in, and and Damian Lee's in," and like at one point it was almost as if everybody was going to be in. And look, that everybody at some point or another is probably going to play and and have a, a meaningful shift or a couple of meaningful games worth of of opportunities. But not everybody is going to be in the rotation uh, in in every single game. And I think we've seen over these last four games, going back to the the Phoenix game, going back to the the Utah game, the Sacramento game, even though you took uh, Clay Thompson away and Otto Porter away in that game, and the game tonight, you've seen Steve Kerr really try and shorten it up. And if a couple of guys are out, then that means opportunities more for some of the younger players or players that aren't necessarily in in the primary rotation. There's the primary rotation, and then there's the, hey, if somebody out of that group can't go, who's coming in? And I think Kaminga is going to be somebody that's – he's the first guy in that of that next group. Isn't necessarily going to play every game, but if one person – he needs to go one man deeper in that rotation, then Kaminga's going to be the guy that, that, that's going to be out there. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Still time for more phone calls and text messages. We'll go ahead and pause right here. We will hear from Jordan Poole coming up uh, on the other side. we got your shot of the game as well. We'll take a look at the final two on the docket for the Warriors this weekend. Warriors tonight, though, beat the Lakers in the home finale for the 21-22 season, 128-112. to And you heard it right here at 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Iguodala back to pool left arc. Seven on the clock. Iguodala cutting, open. Gives it over to GP2. Quick touch pass to Porter. Extra pass pool into the corner. Iguodala, one on the clock. And he hits the three. That was great ball movement. That was side to side, Laker defense moving. They caught up to just about everything but that last shot. Warriors using every second of that shot clock, kicking the ball all around the perimeter and pulling within four. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95-7 the game. And the Warriors trailed by as many as nine in this one. They'd lead by as many as 18, and they go on to win 128 to 112. Back here inside Chase Center, 888-957-9570 as the Warriors get their 51st victory of the season. One of 39 assists for the Warriors tonight. Uh, 39 assists, 15 turnovers in this one. The the ball was humming. Uh, Warriors getting out in, in transition tonight. And, uh, yeah, just uh, handling their business. Wasn't always pretty, but handling their business against uh, a, a checked out, although maybe you could make the case the Lakers, at least the players that got an opportunity to play tonight, were, were more checked in <laughs> than well, not playing with with LeBron or, or Russell Westbrook uh, or, or Anthony Davis. And uh, so, yeah, you, you, the Warriors, uh, they'll take it because it still puts them in position where they can wind up with the three spot in, in the Western Conference uh, as they sit right now a game up on Dallas with two games to play. 888-957-9570. Let's get to Dre and Lamore on 95.7 The Game up next year. What's up, Dre? Hey, J.D., thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I was a skeleton Laker team, but I, I think you hit the nail on the head. They played a... They played harder than the regular Lakers were during the year. Hey, I, I really thought Iguodala looked good tonight. The best I've seen him look. The, mentioned the obvious. Play was spot on. Uh, I think it's going to be an interesting game here against the Pelicans. The Pelicans need to get in that, that playoff round. And we want to hold number three, so... I am very interested to see how the Warriors play. Hopefully the, the assists are up and the turnovers are down. And what do you think about GP2? He's definitely going to be in the rotation, huh, J.D.? Oh, yeah. No, no, doubt, no doubt about it. Plus 20 tonight. And, look, the, the game changes when, when he's on the floor. You just have to put more offense on the floor around him. And he's going to have to knock down some open shots here and there to keep defenses honest because the one thing that we know is teams are just going to leave him and and dare him to make shots and not guard him and if he can't then that's going to lead to Steve Kerr maybe having to make a a difficult decision with respect to to taking him off the court and and then you don't get the benefits that that he provides if he can't make enough enough shots here and there to, to warrant remaining on the court but he's absolutely in the playoff rotation uh, good things happen when Gary Payton II is on the floor for the Warriors. Good things happen when Otto Porter Jr. is is on the floor for the Warriors. And I think it's a good point um, about Andre Iguodala. Uh, 20 minutes tonight, and maybe 20 is about all the Warriors are going to be able to get from him in any given game. But he still puts a, a positive imprint on the game himself. Seven assists tonight. 
uh, hit the one three when when they left him open, and, and oh by the way, he passed uh, Sean Marion tonight for for twenty first uh, all time in terms of steals in, in NBA history. We're going to hear from Andre Godala coming up as well, but you're seeing the the playoff rotation for the Warriors round into form here. Moose in San Jose next up eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. What's up, Moose? Hey, J.D., I just quickly want to say I want to highlight uh, Jordan Poole's value to the team in the playoffs, especially even simply even in the first round. You need Jordan Poole to come out and put up 20 to 25 points a game, whether Clay's coming out shooting, whether the other other bench guys are coming out shooting or not. Jordan Poole has to be a factor. And I I think Steiny and Guru were talking about it earlier this week. Um, With Seth coming back, is he going to get the the playing time and is he going to be able to put up the the shots? And I think – he has to take precedent over Clay to some extent. You got to have Clay more in the corners. Uh, Jordan Poole, you have to run more offense through Jordan Poole. He can, he, I think he can do it. He can shine when the lights are bright. And you got to see what he can do. He, he's really the guy that that sparks his offense when Steph Curry's not hitting shots. Yeah, appreciate the call. I think that that you touched on it. That the big question is going to be, how do they go about it at the beginning of games? Or does he wind up having to come off the bench and and then work his way into it late in the first quarter, try to have him really be running stuff at the beginning of the second quarter with, with maybe that other group that we're talking about, the Igadala group with with uh, you know Bielitsa and and with Peyton and Porter, uh, you know having a couple of guys that can create, having some shooters there, you know maybe Clay Thompson becomes somebody that can be you know, part of that mix as well. But I think how they go about doing it is going to be very interesting because I think there's a case to be made to just leave him in the starting lineup and take Kevon Looney out of the starting lineup and, and play smaller. I know Steve Kerr had to interview uh, earlier in the week with, with Tim Kawakami where he talked about the willingness to, to play smaller in, in the playoffs, play maybe even smaller than the Warriors have played previously. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, that's, I think, at times uh, a little bit easier said than done, and the Warriors could find themselves in, in quite the, the conundrum where they want to play small, they want to go to a, a lineup with the three-guard group of, of Curry and Poole and Clay Thompson, but then they're reluctant to do it because they're maybe going up against a guy like Nikola Jokic in the first round, and you don't want Draymond having to guard him from the opening tip, so you want to have Looney out there. Well, if that's the case, then that means Jordan Poole would have to go to the bench. Is there an adjustment period there? Uh, you know, All of that uh, is something that, that remains to be seen, but, but the Warriors are going to need Jordan Poole to, to be a factor. Uh, they definitely are, and it's going to be difficult because Clay Thompson's going to get his shots regardless. He could be in the corners, he could be a major part of the action, he could be at the top. Clay Thompson's got open looks. Clay Thompson's going to going to take uh, those open shots uh, at times, regardless of whether they're going in or not. And I think you know these last couple of games and the game on on Saturday night against Utah is an indicator of you know, even if Clay is just kind of. You know, bubbling beneath the surface, kind of going through a game, he can get hot in any moment and completely take the game over and be the reason you win that game. So there's a fine line there. And, and you know, Andrew Wiggins has been a little more efficient of late. When it's efficient and the shooting numbers are good, it all works. Where there comes to be problems is when one or two of these guys that we're talking about aren't shooting it well efficiently and – the onus on a given night is, okay, well, if these two are not shooting it well and these two are, you need to get them more of the shots. And how does all that – it's a balancing act, right? Everybody wants Clay shooting. 
everyone's Clay shooting, but on the nights where he doesn't have it, if he has a five for twenty-one and Jordan Poole is is hot, and and Curry is Curry and Wiggins is maybe not having it, you know, how do you how do you work it to where you're going with the hot hand in, in a lot of these games? I think is is going to be. Uh, key eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let let's hear from Jordan Poole uh, real quick here tonight. Uh, nineteen points as he saw his string of twenty plus point games come to an end as he finished with nineteen, but did have eleven assists. Here's a couple of minutes with Jordan Poole post game. Hey Jordan, Steve was saying that he felt like this was Clay Thompson's best game, and that he looks really comfortable right now, especially with the shots shot selection. Um, what are you noticing right now about Clay's comfort out there? I mean, he's continuing to be aggressive. Um, I think he's starting to uh, see where his shots are coming uh, with a couple of new people on our team, um, on our roster. But um, he was shooting really good shots today. And he got going early and we kept finding him. How much uh, fun do you have being a facilitator out there too? I mean, not not just when your shot's falling, but also, you know, making things happen for, for your teammates. That's a career high 11 assists tonight. It just feels really good putting my teammates in really easy situations to score the ball. Um, especially getting guys going early in case the game gets close um, at the end and they got a rhythm and they're a bit comfortable. So just making the right play. I mean, if they're open, I'll have the utmost you know, faith and trust in my teammates that they'll be able to knock the shot down. You guys had 39 assists tonight. When the ball is moving like that, what does it do to a defense? How does it challenge a defense? They have to make a lot of decisions, um, and we're trying to put them in situations where you know they mess up one coverage and then we just got to take advantage of it being able to have so many weapons and threats out there on the court and once we get moving in our offense to get good looks uh, makes it pretty dangerous uh, the Lakers had 38 free throw attempts what do those starts and stops and fouls do to the flow of the game how do you experience that oh no I guess you just got to drive the ball to the basket I feel like we were doing the same thing I mean I guess not foul I mean they were a driving team and they were able to get to the line um, a little bit more than we were, so you got to find ways to, to buckle down and just guard. Jordan, the next time you play a game here at Chase will be game one of the playoffs. What do you anticipate that to be like? I'm not sure. It's my first time. I mean, it'll be exciting. Hopefully the energy is electric and we can just find ways to, to take care of a home court advantage. Yeah, the Warriors are going to have a, a opportunity in, in what will be uh, I think a special, special night uh, or afternoon. We'll see if it's if it's a week from Saturday or Sunday. We know that's when game one is going to be, and it is going to be uh, an electric atmosphere for the Warriors here at, at Chase. The Warriors finished the year 31-10 and 10 at Chase Center in the regular season, ninth time in franchise history uh, where they have 30 or more home wins. Five of those 30 or more home win seasons have come in the last eight years as the Warriors also win the season series against the Lakers with the victory tonight, three games to one. And we mentioned it, it clinched the home court advantage through the first round of the playoffs, and the Warriors maintain their pace at third right now uh, in the Western Conference. Warriors also 25-1 and one now on the season, 25-1 and one when they have 30 or more assists. And the Warriors with the 39 assists, so 25-1, and one, that means the ball's moving, but it also means – Shots are going down, uh, and that's a, a good, good sign for the Warriors when that is the case. All right, let's get to our shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Here's Clay around a screen. Three-point attempt blocked by Howard, but Looney got it. Back to Clay, and he buries another three. Six for Clay Thompson from beyond. 
And a 6 of 10 night from Clay Thompson uh, from beyond the arc. Guy Haberman on the call uh, here on 95.7 the game as he was sitting in for Tim Roy. And uh, Clay Thompson, 33 points uh, on the night that your shot of the game, presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org, or you can call 211 uh, as Clay has scored 30 or more uh, five times now with three of those in the last five games. He's got 20 or more in four of the last five games. So you look at... Uh, Clay Thompson, he's coming around much more efficient uh, over the course here uh, of these last few games. And uh, let's go ahead and hear from Clay Thompson uh, next here downstairs as he met with the media in the Bill King interview room. Um, Steve said that this was your best game back. Mm. Do, do you agree? And if so, why or why not? Wow. That sounds like a question I would get in the classroom with the why and why not. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Steve. I mean, only one turnover and um, was taking great shots within the flow of the offense and uh, not forcing anything, maybe one or two bad shots, but um, thought I did a great job tonight. Steve said the same thing that he thought that you only took maybe two bad shots out of the 22 mm. you've taken. What has changed uh, to allow yourself to, you think, take better shots and just play within more of the flow of the game? Just the amount of games I've played. Uh, when you take, when you had the time off I did, it's tough to, no matter how many um, simulations or scrimmages you do, it's so hard to replicate NBA speed. So to uh, have the amount of games under me that I've had and play the minutes I've played and with the amount, I mean, 33, you know, playing real minutes now, it's, uh, it's giving me confidence. I feel like myself, it's really encouraging. How's Andre's presence? Oh uh, man, out there Andre, out there. what he does for us, uh, you can't quantify it. Uh, he's such a good, especially in the locker room. He's just a great man to have around. Even when it's not about basketball, he's just such a great leader. And even for myself and for these young men, he's uh, he's just such a well-rounded human. And we really are so grateful to have him back. When you guys were making all those finals runs, the goal was always 30 assists a game. You had 39 tonight. What do you take from that? And what does it do for defense, for the de opposing defense when you guys are moving the ball like that? Oh, man, it's when we're at our best. Uh, it's when I'm at my best. And it's just... The ball moves faster than a player, so it's just so hard to guard, and uh, that's Warrior basketball. I mean, ever since Steve got here, he's harped on that for years, and we got to build off it, and uh, that was a great offensive performance tonight by the whole team. How much does Andre's impact on that? Oh, it's uh, he's huge. I mean, Andre um, was an all-star and franchise player, and for him to accept the role and play within the system, um, like Olympic gold medalist, finals MVP, if he does that, everyone else is going to follow suit. And he's just an incredible cerebral player who sees steps ahead. In your mind, what kind of airplane is that that you just Man, made? This is like an F-16, just, uh, just fierce in the skies. And I'm going to launch it when we're done, see if I can clear that gate again. Love aircrafts. No, nah, I love watercrafts more, though, to be honest. Yeah. Clay, Clay, Steve spoke a couple of days ago just about continuity. And with Steph being out and Draymond out before that and you before that when the playoffs come you guys will kind of have to rely on experience and what you've done on the big stage for years and and how how much do you just sort of have to lean on that and and how special is it that you you have that uh long-standing relationship with each other oh uh, it's very special it's very rare in pro sports we'll definitely lean on it i'll definitely watch old footage of our best games and i'm just uh so excited for I mean, obviously these last two regular season games, but to be able to 
be a participant and play out basketball again. I mean, I'm not going to take for granted. I'm going to play my hardest and I'm the, I'm a lead. And um, we're definitely going to have to rely on each other's chemistry, which will be fine. I mean, we've been playing together so long. It's like clockwork at this point. Hey, Clay, uh, 69 points over the last two games. Do you feel like you're really hitting your stride at the right time heading into the playoffs? Like, where is your confidence at right now? I think so. My confidence is it's always high, even if I don't think that I will never admit that it's not because I think words are powerful. And what I'm confident in is my movements and my balance out there and just getting to my spots. And that's what's most important to me right now is just not having any hurdles when I perform mentally because of the injuries, obviously. I think any, any night Clay Thompson can shoot it well. And, and yeah, he's unabashed. If, if the shots aren't going down, he's still going to take them. He's not going to acknowledge that he's struggling, even though sometimes I think you can see just watching the games and in some of these where the shooting hasn't been there for him, that, that he is wearing it a little bit. But he's hell-bent on just pushing through, pushing through, pushing through. And I, I do think – a couple of these games down the stretch here over the last week, and if he can have another one, assuming he plays in, in one of these two games at San Antonio and the Pelicans, I think it does go a ways to, to kind of ease some of the pressure going into the, the playoffs and and just allow him to relax and, and let the game come to him. And, and I think that allows this this whole Warriors team to relax and, and play at their best uh, throughout the postseason. The Xfinity Mobile text line here, a couple of text messages uh, wanted to get to. The 415 checking in uh, on Kavon Looney. Hey, J.D. Looney kind of fading down the stretch, uh, checking out his game logs. Uh, it's either two points or no points the past few games. Is he worn down? Uh, I don't think Looney's worn down. I think Steve Kerr is going out of his way to, to, to give him a little bit of a break uh, in part. To, to make sure that, that he's ready to go uh, fully in, in the playoffs if he does have to match up with, with say, uh, a Nikola Jokic in the first round of the playoffs. But I also think uh, part of it has been the willingness to play small. And I think Steve Kerr really is going to, to look to finishing games with the three-guard lineup when Steph comes back and pools out there with Clay Thompson, Wiggins, and Draymond Green. So I, I, I think he may even start games that way. Uh, from time to time as the playoffs go on. So I think he's he's lessening Looney's role somewhat to get looks at other combinations, but I also think he's he's putting himself in a spot where he's trying to, to make sure that Looney's fresh. So I, I wouldn't be too, too worried uh, about Kavon Looney uh, down the stretch here uh, as he heads toward the playoffs. And if he is fading a little bit, Steve Kerr's given him an opportunity to, to maybe not play as much and, and freshen up. I mean, the good news is the Warriors just had three days off. Uh, they, they're going to play a couple of games here on Saturday and Sunday. I don't think Looney's going to play an overwhelming amount of minutes in either one of those games, and then the Warriors are going to have five or six days off uh, before they, they enter the, the postseason. So everybody at that point should be able to be uh, as fresh as possible. Uh, one other quick note, we'll hear a couple of minutes of Andre Iguodala and, and we'll call it a night. Uh, do want to acknowledge the capacity crowd tonight at Chase Center, home game number 41 for the Warriors, and the Warriors sold out uh, the ball game tonight, and not only the ball game tonight, but their seventh consecutive 82-game season. Uh, the current sellout streak standing at 418 games, fourth longest active streak uh, and it goes all the way back to, to 2000, 
and 12. Uh, December of 2012, the Warriors have, have sold out 418 straight, uh, and it is going to be electric inside Chase Center once the uh, the postseason begins. But yeah, another uh, 82-game campaign with nothing but uh, a packed house uh, at Chase Center. Second full season, uh, or well, actually the first full season uh, at, at Chase with, with fans in the building, and the Warriors are able to, to sell out uh, each and every one of these games. All right, before we call it a night, let's hear a couple of minutes uh, with Andre Iguodala uh, as he uh, met with the media. Rare when he does, uh, but always interesting to get his perspective on what's going on with this team. So here is Iguodala. Steve was really complimentary of, of play shot selection, not really just tonight, but lately. Mm -hmm. uh, what have you seen? I think just being patient, you know, letting the game come to him. Um, I think for him and JP, um, we're going to give them the ball and we're going to let them, like, be who they are. You know, there's only but so many guys in the entire league that can be their true self and don't have to, like, take a back seat or, like, alter their role um, within an NBA system. And Clay's one of those guys. JP's one of those guys. Even Wiggs. Um, Draymond, but he's just different. You know, he's... He's elite at what he does, so he can just play his game. But, you know, when they start to realize that, they don't have to rush ever because the balls will come back to them anyway, even if the first, second, or third option is not open. Like, they're the type of guys that are – they're every option. And when they don't get the balls because they got someone else open. I think JP's starting to see that. Um, but Clazers was out for so long, he just needed to get that rhythm back, uh, get that confidence back. Um, and we just kept reiterating, you know, We're coming to you regardless if you're making shots or not. Just let the game flow and it'll, it'll come to you. You guys hit 39 assists tonight. That's the most you've had in, in a few months. What do you take from that? I mean, the ball was moving pretty well. Um, the second unit, we've been having like lows throughout the season. Um, you know, those highs and lows in terms of how the ball is moving. And I just said about JP. Um, I think when I'm out there a little bit, he he doesn't have to uh, be in panic mode and we don't have to worry about getting a good look. And Clay is out there with me now, too, in the second unit. I think both second units in the start of the second in the fourth quarters. Clay was out there and we just going at him every single time because either he's going to get a look or he's going to open it up for someone else. And uh, you saw that ball moving uh, pretty well. It was the only three I had tonight uh, we had about four or five like great like it was started with my drive or jp hit me i hit the corner it was swing 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 and very rare that we get the ball moving like that if you've been watching us when we were struggling the ball stayed on one side of the court and we had a lot of one pass shots but we had even more zero pass shots and i think steve just kept you know trying to drive down drive that home in terms of the ball is not moving and when the ball moves the defense moves And it's the NBA. It's really hard to stop the offense when the game's played the right way. Um, okay, oh, go ahead. Along those lines, I mean, how, how much have you seen Jordan grow uh, as a passer and a facilitator, given he's been filling some big shoes with when Clay was out and when Steph was out and just ready to take this next step on the postseason stage? Yes, yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, we joke about him. Uh, Belly and myself, because we were in Miami together and we got to see Tyler Hero play. And people don't, I don't think people quite 
knew how good of a passer Tyler was. And we joke, we call both of them Wonder Boys because they're both from Milwaukee. They both kind of have that flare flash to their game. They both can score, score at a very high clip. And, you know, that can sometimes take away from the other parts of the game that they're pretty good at. Like they both have really good left hands. They both make those cross-court passes with one hand. And it's funny that, you know, I'm hearing, you know, Tyler is, you know, he's looking at a max contract and I'm laughing at Jordan. Like, I mean, that's the same thing, you know? So just continuing to, to develop your game. Uh, he's a workhorse. He's in the gym every single day. He's early. He's leaving late. Like he loves the gym. And, you know, there's just that, that, that hump he just got to get over in terms of understanding what impact on the game means when it's really important. I think those, those, they're very similar in those ways with Tyler because Tyler got to experience that in the bubble, playing deep into the playoffs, having those great playoff games, and that's been able to elevate his games. I'm seeing the same trajectory with Jordan. And, and along those lines, how much experience do you guys have as a core unit, even though you don't have Steph right now, yeah. when you go into the playoffs, um, how, how much will that help Jordan that you guys have all played so many big playoff games together and he can kind of get in there with you and learn from that? Well, experience is the, you know, that's the best way for someone to learn and, and, you know, figure out how they have to adjust to become who they really want to be. And, and he has his sights set high for himself. And so he's just going to have to go through it. Um, he, he asked me a question tonight that he's, he hasn't asked before that let me know like, Oh, okay. He's, he's starting to pick up on some things and I think he wants to be great. And, you know, but this is an era of basketball where, you know, guys can be afraid of being great just because of what comes with it. It's just, you know, it, everything's just coming back on your life. Like everything's it's a lot heavier where you feel like you can't relax your brain. You can't go home and leave the game at the gym because social media, everyone has so much access to you. You know, you've seen what's happened in L.A. this year, which is kind of the, you know, they didn't they didn't get to expectations and just what comes with that can be brutal. And only L.A. has to deal with that. But what we've done here with the Warriors, we we, we, we can feel that sometimes, you know, even when we win. And if it's not by enough, you kind of feel that that energy, you know, just keeping it, you know, the young kids call keeping it 100. You know, I, I hear all types of things, whether it whose fault is it, you know, is it coming from the sidelines? Is it a particular player trades like you try to not see it, but it's 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 just thrown in front of you so much. All right, so Andre Iguodala there. Always great to get his perspective on everything from Jordan Poole to the expectations uh, that are coming for this team and, and always in play uh, for this team, I think, uh, because of the success that they've been able to have over the course of, of these last uh, eight or nine years. And it's going to be a lot of fun here once you get through the weekend and, and get on into that weekend of the 16th and the 17th and, and the playoffs begin. And, and they're going to be leaning on Iguodala hard. I don't think there's much doubt about that uh, to provide uh, not only leadership uh, on the floor, but most definitely leadership uh, off the floor as well. Uh, and that's, that's why they signed him. That's why they brought him in, uh, as Iguodala would, would joke, for the minimum uh, this season to try and help uh, this team make a, a long, extended playoff run. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, keep it locked here to 95.7 The Game as uh, we'll be uh, all over everything Warriors tomorrow. And then uh, I'm going to be back on Saturday morning with Warriors this week. Uh, Whitey Gleason on hand for that one as well. And then a full weekend of Warriors hoops as we get you prepped and ready to roll for the postseason uh, Warriors and the Spurs coming up. Uh, that's our next broadcast, 4 o'clock for Warriors Live.
as the Warriors are going to be in San Antonio. Uh, I'll have that for you. Uh, and then Sunday as well as the Warriors take on the Pelicans. So thanks to uh, everybody in our San Francisco studios. Sterling Bennett, appreciate the help of him and crew uh, back there. Uh, that'll do it. Warriors get the win tonight. Home finale, 128-112. to And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.